Zach, you got one job. Punch the button so we can go on the air. There we are. Now we're... (laughs) We're having a great conversation. Too bad the folks can't listen in. Uh, 505 on a... uh, We got a little more of that music play. Uh, 505 on a Friday, the 16th, the the hours before the end of the world as we know it. Something like that. That's the patio deck uh, microphone out there. I don't know. Is there... Snow, snow. You say there's snow plows everywhere. Uh, driving in, there was <clears throat> there were salt trucks and snow plows mm-hmm. driving around, getting the roads treated before the uh, I guess snowpocalypse. First one of 2024. Coming. What what ti- what time is this supposed to happen? Uh, it looks like wintry mix possible until between 10 and 11 a.m. and then snow until about 5 to 6 p.m. tonight. No. Mm-hmm. Oh, we better call off school. We oh, gotta get some eggs. There's several schools called off right now. They're already calling off. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. God! Remember those days when you were a kid? <laughs> you lived for those days. You lived for those days. Uh, and then 18 degrees tomorrow morning. Uh, the low tonight I'm showing is 19 degrees tonight, and then yeah, yeah so it's gonna be it's gonna be chilly tomorrow. High of just 34 tomorrow. Uh-huh. And then by... Uh, 65 on Wednesday. <laughs> I was to say, then by Monday, we're back up to almost 60 degrees. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy weather. Uh, my nephew was cruising down the highway yesterday. He sends me a note. Farmers are working dirt south of Hecker. Yeah, it's 60 degrees. Ground's kind of drying out a little bit. These guys are getting twitchy. They're getting twitchy. Isn't that itch, huh? Ah, uh, they're getting it, you bet. And I'm kind of the same way. I'm thinking that grass looks like it might need to be topped off. I don't know. I just can't wait for the smell of that grass. I will have that full forecast for you coming up a little later in the show. Zach, this is kind of a it's kind of a touchy subject. It, it's one of those subjects that everybody knows has to be addressed, but they don't want to talk about it. Uh, farm succession. How do we pass the farm on to the next generation? It's one of those things, usually it happens when somebody either retires or passes away. And those are two topics that farmers don't like to talk about. A lot of people don't like to talk about it, but in the farming industry and people that own their own private businesses, I guess it's kind of the same. You know, you you got to make plans for the next generation. Well, we're going to visit with Lynn Weiss. She is a, a community health worker through the SIU School of Medicine through the Farm Family Resource Initiative that we talk about all the time. And they've got three webinars coming up uh, in March about this topic, about you just, you've got to sit down at the table and you've got to talk about it. it it's something that I see it in the auction business all the time where they didn't sit down at the table and talk about it and things don't work out so well when grandma or grandpa or dad or mom or whatever either decides to step down or retire so or, um, or passes away. So we're going to hear from Lynn about those webinars a little later in the show. We'll keep an eye on that weather for you as well. Let's get started. We head to the newsroom first. What do you got, Zach? Good morning, everyone. We are currently at 37 degrees outside right now at 5.09. Weather and sports are coming up. After a long stretch of the pleasant temperatures, the region is now bracing for winter weather. The National Weather Service is calling for rain, sleet, and snow today. This has prompted dozens of school closings. MoDOT reminds motorists to exercise caution as roadways could become slick, especially over bridges, overpasses, and ramps. 
Police say the shooting that left one person dead and nearly two dozen injured after the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade appeared to stem from a dispute between several people. Mayor Quentin Lucas spoke to reporters yesterday about the gun violence in the city. I don't think in any way that this is Kansas City. I do think that there is a gun violence challenge in this community and many others, and there certainly is a gun violence challenge as it relates to major events. That, however, does not mean that Kansas City will stop having major events. We will do all we can to make sure people are safe, and that's why I think you're seeing so many people at KCPD and the Kansas City Fire Department doing work to address that. Police say they detained three juveniles but released one who determined that was not involved, leaving two in custody. A St. Louis man is facing charges in the downtown St. Louis crash that killed a Chicago mother and daughter. 22-year-old Monte Henderson has been charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Police say Henderson was traveling at a high rate of speed along North 18th and Olive early Wednesday morning when he ran a red light and struck 42-year-old Leticia Bracero and 21-year-old Alyssa Cordova. They just left the Drake concert when they were hit. St. Louis County woman admits to helping her son fake a disability. Yesterday, 57-year-old Zella Rivasoff Edmondson admitted in a plea agreement in court that she submitted a report to the Social Security Administration in 2010 on behalf of her son, Gino Rivas, that bolstered his false claims of disability. She was appointed representative payee for her son because the agency believed he was incapable of managing his money. Between May 11th of 2010 and December 31st of 2023, the Social Security Administration electronically transmitted more than $91,000 in benefits to Rivez on her son's behalf. Rivez faces up to 15 years in prison when she's sentenced on June 18th. St. Louis-based Ameren reports it added two specifically designed mobile command centers that will improve emergency service to its customers following serious storms. More from KTRS's Steve Potter. According to the Weather Channel, March through May is the most active weather season of the year, a prime time for damaging storms. St. Louis-based Ameren, with almost 2.5 million electric customers in Missouri and Illinois, has just announced new equipment that will improve power restoration times following outages. Ameren now has two mobile command centers, 24-foot by 8-foot trailers pulled by utility trucks that are equipped with high-speed Internet, computer workstations, a generator, and technology for viewing real-time drone footage of storm damage. So, following a devastating storm, the command centers can be moved to that area immediately and be operational in literally minutes, drastically improving the time that electricity can be restored for customers. Steve Potter, KTRS News. Time now is 5:12. Taking a look at the KTRS forecast today: rain, sleet turns into snow. Right now, some areas of the greater St. Louis area could see up to four inches. The high will be in the mid 30s, so we are at that right now. Temperatures are just going to fall throughout the day today. Partly cloudy and overnight low of 19 degrees. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 35, and on Sunday, sunny with a high of 50. It's currently 37 degrees outside at the Big 550 KTRS. Over to the sports desk, Jordan Bennington made 35 saves as the Blues beat the Edmonton Oilers in St. Louis last night, 6-3. Robert Thomas added a goal and two assists in the win. Mizzou basketball returns to the floor after a bye week as they travel to Ole Miss on Saturday night. The Tigers continue to look for their first SEC victory. 
They currently sit with a record of 0-11 in SEC play. Coverage starts tomorrow at 7 here on the Big 550. Incarnate Word Academy Girls Basketball won the their 124th consecutive game last night, 75-32 over Ursuline. It sets the mark for the new all-time win streak in Missouri high school basketball. St. Louis City SC lost in their preseason finale to Louisville 3-2 at City Park. Now attention shifts to the start of the Champions Cup, and ramp-up begins Saturday at 1 p.m. for the season kickoff at the Armory. City will unveil new kits for 2024. Number 14, Illinois basketball is at Maryland tomorrow. The Illini come off of a 3-3 three and three conference road games this year. SLU basketball is home against VCU tonight in Midtown. The Bills have the A-10's defending player of the week, Sincere Parker, and will be looking for their first win over VCU since March of 2022. That'll do it from the Sports Desk. We'll be right back with Farmer Dave. It's another day to be thankful to be in America as the Big 550 KTRS begins another broadcast day. are out that means it's friday 516 on this 16th of february once again welcome aboard there is weather on the way if you're just waking up sounds like it is headed our way and zach it's the topic of the day so you're they're thinking mid-morning now we're getting a a, the text line we love to hear Mm -hmm. from our listeners uh light sleet uh in new melly already yeah, it looks like there's actually another front moving through um, between it's moving kind of northeast. It's right now it's between St. Louis and Columbia. So mm-hmm. if you're if you're on 70, you're probably oh, getting yeah. snow. But if you're heading to or from Columbia this morning, Troy, Herman, Montgomery City, but, um, into Jerseyville, Jacksonville, of Illinois. I mean, it's and it's moving towards Chicago. You know, up yeah. towards Bloomington, and then there's an, looks like there's another front moving in later this afternoon that's going to hit St. Louis. This is where we're going to get the snow from. So, All lots right. of winter rain weather and, moving through. Yeah, yeah, rain in St. Peter's. One of our listeners checking in this morning. Eight four one two six is the text line. If there's something going on in your neighborhood, let us know weather wise, or if those roads are starting to get a little slick ice on them. Uh, the salt trucks are out and running. Um, I talked to uh, Jason at the Belleville 
uh, uh, street department yesterday. I said, well, are you excited? <laughs> yeah. Now, there's nothing to get a street department more excited than a forecast for a big snow. Because <laughs> uh, you know you're going to be wrong. You know, if you go out and you salt mm-hmm. everything down, nothing happens. If you wait it out, you get caught short, and you're going to catch hell because your street turned bad shape. Mm-hmm. That's got to be a job that I said, he said, oh, we got salt. We're ready to go. We've got it. We just had to, you know, just decide, you know, how, how and when do you. And, and I mean, like the state boys are all the same way. Like you said, they've been out running all night, putting the juice down and putting the salt down and all of that good stuff. And then what if it doesn't come? Then you kind of look bad. And what if it does come and you didn't get ready for it? You kind of look bad. It's kind of a no-win. you got about a 50-50 chance of being right if you're in charge of controlling those roads. So anyway, be careful as you head out this morning. It's just going to get worse throughout the day. So if you've got something you've got to do today, you might want to get it done early this morning. Uh, let's run over to the uh, markets yesterday. Car market, once again, no life in it. Six, seven cents lower by the end of the day. December futures remain 39 cents above the spot March contract. New crop soybean corn ratio was 2.49 at the settle of the day. USD office, the USDA's Office of the Chief Economist projects 91 million flat number of corn acres will be planted this spring. Ahead of the survey-driven planning intentions report at the end of March. Yeah, the outlook for those numbers came out yesterday in the USDA's annual Ag Outlook Forum presented by the department. First take on the commodities uh, being planted and look at some of the prices as well. The outlook for major crop agriculture for 2024? USDA Chief Economist Seth Meyer with the view at the centennial edition of the department's Agricultural Outlook Forum, starting with how prices support what commodities growers should plant this year. Maybe that prices support soybeans a little bit more than corn, so maybe we move a little bit of area back into soybeans. Corn prices moving a little bit lower as well. Sorghum area is largely unchanged. Wheat, after responding to the global demand for wheat because of action in the Black Sea, farmers saying, okay, we'll move out of wheat, we responded. Cotton being perhaps one of the areas where we see a little bit of area growth and certainly if weather is normal some big rebounds in production and rice pretty steady overall in area. Meyer adds in terms of supplies corn and bean stocks should continue to build in 2024 while wheat and rice supplies are forecasted to tighten this year. From the Ag Outlook Forum in Arlington, Virginia, I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. And the kicker number there is corn and bean stocks should continue to rise in the coming year, and that is what's putting pressure on the market. Over on the overnight trade, March just over the $4 market, 418 That's up a half cent. Was down to 416 Boy, it's been a while since we saw any threes on the board. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but it'll meet a little resistance. There's been some... Uh, some analysts say that the $4 mark could definitely be a number that we'll have to keep an eye on. May at 430, that's up a quarter cent as well. September at 445, that's up a quarter cent. December at 457, up a quarter cent after those six and seven cent losses yesterday. Over on the soybeans, yeah, they closed off the lows, but still double digit lower at the end of the day. Uh, Napa members reported processing 185.7 million bushels of soybeans in January. The outlook form, as we just heard, uh, released by the chief economist, projecting the acreage at 87.5 million. 
That is $3.9 million above the 23 and compares to 86.7 estimated by the analyst uh, on Monday and Tuesday as they pre-estimated their numbers. So they are expecting those bean acres to come in big, and that's not going to help the market. March closed at 11.62. That's down 8.5. May was down a dime at 11.66. November new crop at 11.40, down 14 cents a bushel. Overall, in the overnight, we're getting a little of it back. We're up three in the nearby March contract at 11.65. May's up three at 11.69. November's trading at 11.44. That's up three and a quarter. January trading at 11.55. That's up four cents. And as we've been saying, there's no $12 beans left on the market in November of 2027. 10.76. That was up a penny and a quarter in yesterday's trade. Overall in the wheat, boy, it was tough yesterday. We were double-digit down in the nearby March off 18 at 567. July new crop at 570, down 14 and a quarter. And December at 592, also down 14 cents a bushel. We're lower in the overnight. March is off another nickel at 561. New crop July at 565, down four and a half. And December of 24, trading at 588, down four and a half. Coming up on 523 on this Friday morning, the 16th of February, we'll take a quick break. Come back, take a look at the livestock and another look at that forecast. There's snow on the way right after this. Missouri education officials must be bad poker players. They keep doubling down on the same bad bet. Public school students haven't been reading or doing math at their grade level for way too long. Last year, a horrifying 40% were regarded as not college or career ready after high school. Many states have adopted school choice. Iowa, Oklahoma, and Arkansas all provide money so families can choose the public or private school that works for them. And Kansas has one of the strongest public school choice programs in the nation. Nearly every family in Missouri has given exactly two choices for their children's education. They're assigned public school or learning online. That's it. Our neighbors trust their parents to choose the right school for their kids. Missouri doesn't. So enrollment is already shrinking. That will mean fewer high school graduates, college students, and workers. A bad bet indeed. Check out our 2024 blueprint, Moving Missouri Forward at showmeinstitute.org. The Show Me Minute has been brought to you by Show Me Institute and Show Me Opportunity. Hi, I'm Mark Cantor with Cantor Injury Law. I'm a personal injury lawyer that loves to hunt and is from right here. That's unique to Missouri. And I'm rated by my peers as AV preeminent. That's hard to earn. AV Preeminent is Martindale Hubble's highest possible rating in both legal ability and ethical standards. I've also earned the title of Super Lawyer. I'm the editor's choice in the Missouri Lawyers Weekly for the Personal Injury Power List. I've educated lawyers and judges about Missouri's law and taught law here as an adjunct professor. So if you or a loved one have been seriously injured through no fault of your own or in a car or truck accident or at work, Cantor Injury Law will win you the most money possible. We never charge a fee unless you win. So you don't need any money to hire Cantor Injury Law and get the big bucks. I know these woods and have hunted here before. So if your case is real, don't take a little dough. Get the big bucks. Get Cantor Injury Law. CantorInjuryLaw.com. 314-628-9999. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision. Should not be based solely upon advertising. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Coming up on 525 forecast in a minute. Let's run over to the livestock trade. Cattle started the day uh, weaker, but... Most of the contracts rallied at the end of the day to wind up in the black. Feeders were mixed anywhere from $0.05 cent loss in the May to $0.57 cent loss in the August, $0.87 cent gain in the March, 
Fat cattle ended the day within a dime of the high, closing up by as much as a dollar sixty across the front months. Uh, let's see. USDA confirmed some cash trade at one seventy eight to one eighty three, citing most sales two fifty lower near the one eighty. They hit that one eighty three on a few, but then it backed off. Weekly beef export sales were showing ahead sixteen point six thousand metric ton uh, for the week that ended the eighth. That was a new low for the year. Uh, through the first six months, so that's not helping the market any. Thursday afternoon, box beef quotes were shown at two ninety five thirty for choice, two eighty seven ninety nine for the selects. That was up by one thirty on the choice and three ninety seven for the selects. Uh, numbers for the week so far: four hundred and eighty six thousand. That is down fifteen thousand from last week. Ten thousand head from the same week last year. February cattle closed at one eighty three forty, up by a dollar. April at one eighty five sixty, up by a dollar sixty. June at one eighty one eighty seven, up by seventy five. And the March feeders at two forty seven ten, up by eighty seven points. Over in the pork complex, they gapped higher and rallied uh, off of export numbers. Afternoon national pork cutout quote was back up by three eighty eight to eighty nine seventy nine. Finally, some good news in the pork industry numbers for the week so far at one point nine five million head through the week. That is two thousand head up. Uh, but uh, the same week last year, yeah, we're just a little two thousand head about up over a year ago. April hogs closed at eighty five even. That's up 47. May closed at 88.85, up 35. And the April cutouts, 91.42. That was unchanged. China was a big player. They purchased nearly 20,000 metric ton. And Japan booked 9,000 metric ton, contributing to the total of 71,855 metric tons sold the week that ended on the 8th of February. 527, as we said, it's all about the weather. If it's not at your house now, it will be in a bit. Let's run to the weather desk. What do you got, Zach? Yeah, we actually have a front moving through Missouri and Illinois right now that's heading northeast into Bloomington. That front will be moved out here within the next hour or two. Then another front moves in later this morning, which is where the bulk of the snow is going to come from. This morning could see snow, sleet mixture, and some rain possible until about 10 a.m. this morning. That's going to switch over to snow for the rest of the day. High of just 35 degrees today. We are at that high right now, so temperatures are just going to drop. Right now, they're calling in Maryland Heights for 1 to 3 inches possible. Other areas of St. Louis could see up to 4 inches possible. Again, temperatures are just going to drop throughout the day today with a low of 19 degrees overnight tonight. Cold weather continues tomorrow, but it will be sunny. High of just 34 degrees on Saturday and a low of 26 on Saturday night. Warming back up on Sunday, 50 degrees the high and plenty of sun on Sunday with a low of 29 on Sunday night. Into next week on Monday, it's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 56 degrees and a low of 38 on Monday night. Tuesday, sunny with a high of 59 and a low of 41 on Tuesday night. Sun continues into Wednesday next week with a high of 66 degrees. And on Thursday, chance of rain, mostly cloudy with a high of 58. That's the latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right. Thanks, Zach. I'm showing 37 degrees here in rural Belleville. Let's see here. Sun up this morning is coming at 651 and sundown at 539 this afternoon. Right now, the winds are coming in out of the northeast at 10 miles an hour. Humidity's down to 48%, and that'll build as the morning goes on. So, uh, visibility right now is 10 miles. Steve from Old St. Paul says, Happy Friday. 
sleet and rain up there this morning. So it is in the listening area. We're going to take a quick break for the news. We're going to hear from uh, Lynn uh, Weiss. She is with the uh, Farm Family Resource Initiative talking about farm succession. It's a big topic and one that's hard to talk about at the breakfast table. We'll have that for you coming up right after the news right here on the Big 550 KTRS. I'm Scott Shoemaker, fifth generation farmer. We raise corn, soybeans, and some wheat. Contract finishing hog site. When we uh, started our farming operation, a lot of our financing was to go and lock them in for five to seven years. Then I heard farm credits long term, and they also mentioned patronage. So we decided to switch everything over to farm credit because they could lock our land up and give us a good interest rate for whatever we needed. So we went ahead and refinanced everything with that and been happy ever since. And I wish I'd have done it 10 years ago. And then in the middle of the year, June, we get these checks in the mail from Farm Credit and they're called patronage checks. It's like, never got a check for borrowing money from a banker before. It's been a great experience with Farm Credit. The people that I've dealt with, they've been knowledgeable, upfront. Any question you ask him, he knows the answer. And if you don't, he has people that can find the answer for you. And looking back, I wish I'd have done it years ago. ABC News, I'm Sherry Preston. The special counsel investigating Hunter Biden is filing criminal charges against a former FBI informant, alleging that he was lying about business dealings between Biden and Ukrainian energy company Burisma. Special counsel David Weiss charging Alexander Smirnov provided the FBI false derogatory information, claiming Burisma executives told him they'd hired Hunter Biden when his father was vice president to, quote, protect us through his dad from all sorts of problems. The FBI determining that was not true. The special counsel now saying the defendant's story to the FBI was a fabrication. It's ABC's Pierre Thomas, a New York judge, setting March 25th as the start date for Donald Trump's hush money case. Another New York judge today issuing a verdict in Donald Trump's civil fraud trial. Trump already has been found guilty of vastly inflating his wealth to get more favorable loan deals. The state seeking a $370 million penalty and a ban on doing business in New York. This is ABC News. It's 37 degrees outside at 531. I'm Zach Binding, KTRS News. Police say the shooting that left one person dead and two dozen injured after the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade appeared to stem from a dispute between several people. Mayor Quinn Lucas spoke to reporters yesterday about violence in the city. I don't think in any way that this is Kansas City. I do think that there is a gun violence challenge in this community and many others, and there certainly is a gun violence challenge as it relates to major events. That, however, does not mean that Kansas City will stop having major events. We will do all we can to make sure people are safe, and that's why I think you're seeing so many people at KCPD and the Kansas City Fire Department doing work to address that. Police say they detained three juveniles but released one who they determined was not involved, leaving two in custody. Both MoDOT and IDOT will have all available snowplow operations working throughout the duration of this latest round of winter weather. Motorists are reminded to exercise caution as roadways could become slick, especially on bridges, overpasses, and ramps. Meanwhile, the weather has prompted dozens of school closures. The Illinois Department of Transportation has announced that more than 500 paratransit Vehicles valued at $57.1 million have been awarded to 113 transit providers through its Consolidated Vehicle Procurement Program, helping to offer safe, reliable, and accessible transportation options in communities large and small throughout the state. The vehicles will be delivered to public transportation providers 
as well as nonprofit organizations serving seniors and individuals with disabilities. Free income tax preparation is available through several programs across Illinois for qualifying taxpayers needing assistance filing their 2023 income taxes. The IRS AARP Foundation Tax Aid Program and the Ladder Up Tax Assistant Program known as TAP, providing free basic income, tax return preparation with electronic filing to qualified individuals in select locations statewide. Taxpayers can learn more about free tax assistance by visiting IDOR's website, tax.illinois.gov. President's Day is Monday, and the Illinois State Museum in Springfield has a new exhibition featuring significant artifacts of the four U.S. presidents who called the state home, one of whom had close ties to a metro east city. More on this story from KTRS's Steve Potter. Those presidents are Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, Ronald Reagan, and Barack Obama. On display for the first time anywhere is furniture from Obama's office, as well as campaign ribbons from Grant's 1880 presidential run and an inkwell that Lincoln used in his law office. And in the Metro East community of Alton, Lincoln's close ties to that city will be featured this weekend in a presentation at the Hainer Library by historian Tom Emery entitled Abraham Lincoln in Alton, where a rare signed letter he wrote to an Alton businessman will be on display, as well as a china cup and saucer belonging to his wife, Mary Todd. Lincoln visited Alton numerous times, and the seventh and final Lincoln-Douglas debate was held there in 1858, where statues of the two now stand at the debate site near the riverfront. The Lincoln Letter will only be on display in Alton on Saturday until 1 p.m. The presidential exhibition at the Illinois State Museum will run through the end of March. Steve Potter, KTRS News. It is 37 degrees outside at 535. I'm Zach Bining, KTRS News. Dr. Joseph Molesky here with STO Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated with your New Year's resolution and not getting the weight loss results you desire? Join our over 900 plus patients who have found success with our FDA approved injectable weight loss peptides. These peptides are injected once weekly. They help with food cravings and boost your metabolism. Imagine losing 20 plus pounds in 90 days. Book today stlmedweightloss.com or give us a call at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. In 1884, President Chester A. Arthur signed into law the Enabling Act, which recognized professional tax preparers and taxpayer advocates. Hi, I'm Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor at Capital Advisory Group and the author of the number one best-selling book on taxes, Keep What's Yours. Since 1976, our company has helped thousands of area businesses get their financial plans in order, reduce their tax liability, and stop overpaying their federal and state income taxes. If you are not taking full advantage of the tax law and you feel like you're paying more than your fair share in taxes, then let us help you plan for 2024 and beyond with a free tax analysis to help you make sense of the numbers and the daunting tax code. To learn more, Give us a call at 636-394-5524, or you can visit us on the web at capitaladvisorygrp.com. Again, the number is 636-394-5524. Download the free Upside app to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code RADIO for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's promo code RADIO. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. 
537 on the mark on this Friday morning, 16th of February. It's all about the weather at this point. Zach, what do you got? It's 37 and overcast in Maryland Heights, but some areas of Missouri and Illinois are experiencing the first round of winter weather that's heading towards Bloomington. That front will be moved out here within the next hour or two. Then a mix of sleet and rain and snow is going to start in later this morning. And by about 10 to 11 this morning, it will be snow moving through the area high of just 35 degrees today. So temperatures are just going to drop throughout the day with a low of 19 degrees overnight tonight. Right now in Maryland Heights, they're showing one to three inches possible. And for some areas of St. Louis, could see up to four inches. Again, low of 19 degrees overnight tonight, but and cold weather continues tomorrow. Sunny with a high of just 34 degrees. Clear overnight Saturday night with a low of 26. On Sunday, it's going to be sunny with a high of 50 degrees and a low of 29 on Sunday night and next week, Monday, mostly sunny with a high of 56 degrees and a low of 38. Tuesday, sun continues with a high of 59 degrees and a low of 40 overnight on Tuesday. Sunny on Wednesday again with a high of 66 degrees and a chance of showers on Thursday. Mostly cloudy with a high of 58. That's the latest from the weather desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. You know, Zach, these temperatures are just right for one of those big, heavy snows. Mm-hmm. That You know, that right at the freezing mark, just a little bit under. They say the wind chill right now is 30 degrees out there. That wind's blowing in out of the east at 10 miles an hour. Uh, that humidity will start to build. It's at 48% now, but that'll start to build as that storm moves in. Visibility is at 10 miles. And as we said, we're getting a few reports. Rain in St. Peter's. Steve in uh, Old St. Paul said sleet and rain there. So it is slowly making its way into the area. Sunrise this morning at 651 and sundown at 539 this afternoon. As we said, love to hear from the listeners on the text line 84126. Uh, says former Dave, that's me. Says uh, thanks for the show. That's for you, Zach. Uh, if you were starting out with 160 acres and had access to whatever machinery you needed, which crop would you grow to maximize your profit? I hear all your numbers and how much per bushel, but I really don't understand what profitable, what's profitable, and what's not. Hmm. Okay, let's think about that a minute. Okay, I'm thinking marijuana and solar fields. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Uh, No, uh, let's see. I would, the way the markets are right now, I'd go soybeans. Um, As we just heard, they're calling for uh, the market, the the corn market, a lot of acres. They're they're expecting those acres to back off uh, due to the fact that the market's going down around that $4 mark or a little above it, at least for right now, and hopefully we can hold that. But with input cost, in relationship to return, if I was going to gamble on what crop to put out, and I had 160, just 160 acres to work, I I think I would go soybeans, Zach. I think that would be my my choice this year because right. you know you got if you go with let's see for easy numbers use four dollar corn, and you get 200 bushel per acre, and there again that's just kind of a number that kind of seems to be the new number. Uh, so that's eight hundred dollars an acre return. Your input cost is going to eat up a good part of that. Uh, soybeans, let's go with $11 a bushel. We've got, uh, let's say you're going to get 60 That's $660 per acre return, but it's going to cost you less per acre to put it out than it's going to put it cost to put out the corn. So if I had to make a choice, I think I would go soybeans 
on my 160 acres. Well, if it goes well for him, I agree with you. If it doesn't go well for him, I'm going to say he should have gone done something should else. Should have gone corn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should have went yeah. corn. I, that's just my yeah, that's my opinion though. Well, and don't we have to put a disclaimer? This the opinion of former Dave is, has nothing to do with the mm-hmm. ra- the radio station and all those disclaimers. Exactly. We're, yeah, we're, we're not liable for <laughs> we're not liable for anything we say. Whew, thank God for that for the last twenty nine <laughs> years. Uh, I'm surprised they don't play that disclaimer every day before the show. <laughs> but anyway, that's the one I would. Uh, that's the way I think I would. I would go. It's five forty one. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to visit with. Uh, uh, Lynn Weiss, she's a community health worker for the SIU School of Medicine uh, through the Farm Family Resource Initiative that we talk about every day. And the big topic, uh, they've got some webinars coming up, three of them, as a matter of fact, about succession. And you know, Zach, you know, to sit down and at the breakfast table, maybe you're, you know, you're, you're, you're on the farm, you're part of the operation, you're 40 years old and mom and dad are in their 60s and 70s and at what point do you bring up, hey, when you guys die, what are we going to do with this farm? It's tough to do, tough to bring it up. Nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah, tough conversations, you know? yeah. It's tough. Or, hey, Mom and Dad, how, what kind of financial shape is this farm in? Mom and Dad ain't going to want to tell you what how much money they got. It's just the American way. Uh, so Lynn's going to tell us a little bit about some of the problems that they see, some of the issues, and maybe where these webinars can help uh, help get that the ball rolling, kind of get the get. You got to get started talking about it, and we'll find out from Lynn uh, some of the best ways. And these webinars are great; they got great speakers. Uh, but uh, like I said, we'll let Lynn explain all that to you. We'll take a quick break. We'll hook up with Lynn and find out what's going on with these webinars right after this. St. Dominic High School is located in O'Fallon, Missouri, and provides an exceptional opportunity for students to grow in their education, faith, athletics, the arts, and grow socially. The most important thing at St. Dominic High School is that every student belongs, whether it is through the very successful athletic programs, the four theater productions a year, concerts, clubs and activities, or the house system. Every student has a place to call home at St. Dominic. St. Dominic is a college preparatory high school that believes in educating the whole child and educating with a higher purpose. Do you say you crave choices? Have you seen the Cafe Appliance line? Commercial style ranges, unique food storage options, plus quiet, convenient cleanup. With an abundance of features, plus finishes like white or black matte and stainless steel. And now you can get six different beautiful hardware options. Just as your style evolves, your rooms do too. From changing out throw pillows to adding new art, your home is your canvas. Satisfy your appliance cravings with the Cafe line at any of the appliance discounted showrooms. Where, as always... Our savings are your savings. Welcome to Camden on the Lake Resort at Lake of the Ozarks, your ideal venue for unforgettable group events in 2024 or 2025. Whether you're organizing corporate events or weddings, we have availability tailored to your needs. Our full Lakeview suites and newly remodeled guest rooms provide a luxurious stay, and our banquet and meeting spaces offer the perfect backdrop for your event. Contact our sales office at 573-365-5620 to start planning your next extraordinary occasion at Camden-on-the-Lake Resort. Your early morning wake-up call continues. Here's Farmer Dave Schumacher on the Big 550 KTRS. Coming up on 545 on this Friday morning, well, as we said, farm succession, a big topic on the farm, and it would be, it's something that needs to be addressed, it's something that needs to be talked about, and Lynn Weiss tells us that there are some events coming up, some webinars that you might want to participate in to find out more about how to do it. Uh, 
Uh, Lynn joins us to tell us about a little bit about those uh, upcoming webinars. Well, we have a series of um, sessions that people can attend. Um, and as you indicated, I think people need to realize that the landscape of farm family um, or family farms are really going to drastically change over the next 15 to 20 years. We're talking about 70% of the farmland in America is going to be transferred as far as ownership is concerned, and that's going to make a big impact on the farming industry. And families need to sit down and talk about what would you like that legacy to be. As you indicated, that's a really tough discussion for a lot of farm families. And so what we've tried to do is bring some people in that have been doing this with farm families for about 20 years. They help you get through those really tough decisions and discussions that you sometimes need to have. And we're wrapped them all into three basic programs that people can attend online. Um, we're talking March 7th. There is one that we're going to actually do. It's an overview of what we call the succession program. And it's at 1.30 and 6.30, and we're going to talk about the basic steps of creating a plan and what you need to consider and think about along the way. Um, then on Wednesday, March 13th, we're going to talk about the farm meetings, because you do need to have those constructive um, communication timeframes. And some of them involve everybody, and some of them involve certain aspects or people of the community or of the farm. Then we talk about how do you tackle some of those real hard decisions and discussions that we need to have. And then on Tuesday, March 19th, we're going to talk about who's driving the tractor and talk about how those elder people that have the wisdom and the knowledge of that farming operation, how they can pass that on to the next generation. Absolutely. Well, Lynn, why why do you think? I guess it's obvious, but why do you why do you think they, that that they have such a hard time? talking about it i i know that it's kind of because you're talking about the end result which i guess a lot of people don't want to look at but i mean it, it's the inevitable we know it's going to happen uh and it can make life so much easier if you if you take that step but why do you why do you think it's so difficult for some people to talk about maybe what what happens at the end well we also we all know that farm folks have a lot of pride one is a lot of discussions about finances they don't even talk to their spouses or their children about that and you can look historically when we had problems um, in the 70s and 80s that a lot of producers kept it to themselves that's number one second is is because you don't do it enough we don't practice it a lot um, and the third thing and more importantly is farming is a family business it, it's not like you shut it off and you have to deal with these people at Christmas and Easter along with the everyday events and so if if we don't agree on this that spills over to a more private part of your life and that's really difficult for a lot of individuals to, right. to face it, it's just a really hard discussion and part of it is is that we just don't feel comfortable it comes down to that yeah, I mean, farmers are, like you said, very tight, uh, tight to the vest uh, about their operations. I mean, you ask them how many cattle they got, and they'll say, well, about, eh, maybe about 50. Well, they know the, they know exactly there's 57 of them out there, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and I'm sure when the kids say, hey, Mom and Dad, have we got any money? Farm got any money? It's like some, 
you know, uh, and it's extremely hard. And then you get that, and, and I'm in the auction business, so I kind of hear some of this uh, firsthand. But, you know, sometimes it's, well, you kids fight it out when we're gone. Yes. You know, you That's kids, what... we'll let you kids settle it while we're, when we're gone. Bad idea. Bad idea. Yeah. That's basically setting up your family not to get together anymore after you're gone. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is what ha- the circumstances happen in a lot of families. And so we're hoping that we can provide some structure for people. The other thing is, too, there are resources for farm families that are going through these or want to start that planning process. And we talk a little bit about those. The two speakers that we have that are coming, um, Wesley Tucker is from the University of Missouri Extension. He's done this for 20 years. Monica McConkie is a counselor that in um, Minnesota, the Department of Agriculture actually hires her to mediate with farm families so that they can have those tough decisions. So she's got a lot of background. Both of them are from agricultural settings. So it's great. They understand the nuances that farm families go through. All right. So where do you go to sign up for the webinars? It's very, very easy. SIUMed.org slash farm. SIUMed.org slash farm. And those webinars are on March the 7th, March the 13th, and March the 19th. And they do a couple of days. So you can check that out. And there's uh, uh, an afternoon session and an evening session. If you don't have time during the day to sit down, I believe they're about an hour long. So you can check those out. SIUMed.org slash farm. Almost 551 already. Let's head back to the weather desk. Zach, the snow's coming. What do you got? 37 degrees outside right now and overcast in Maryland Heights. There is some snow moving just north of St. Louis. That snow will be moved out here within the next hour or two. Then another front moves in later this morning. It's going to be a mixture of sleet and rain to start, then move to snow between 10 and 11 a.m., High of just 35 degrees today, so temperatures are just going to drop throughout the day today. Right now in Maryland Heights, they're calling for one to three inches possible, but other areas of St. Louis could see up to four inches possible. Low of 19 degrees overnight tonight. Sunny and cold tomorrow, high of just 34 degrees on Saturday, and a low of 26 on Saturday night. Sunny and 50 on Sunday with a low of 29 Sunday night. And looking into next week, Monday, it's going to be mostly sunny with a high of 56 degrees and a low of 38. Sun continues into Tuesday with a high of 59 degrees and a low of 41. Tuesday night, sunny again on Wednesday with a high of 66 and a chance of rain on Thursday, mostly cloudy with a high of 58. That's latest from the Weather Desk. I'm Zach Binding with the Big 550 KTRS. All right. Thanks, Zach. And weather, uh, so if you watch the radar, it is slowly making its way. Some of our listening area already getting some light rain and uh uh, some little sprinkles and a little bit of freezing rain. So it's moving in to the area. Wind's coming in out of the east at 10 miles an hour. I'm showing 31 degrees here in rural Belleville. 651 will be sun up and sundown will be 539. Well, you thought you were through the cold weather and you didn't have to worry about the old furnace. Huh. Saturday morning, you're going to need that furnace. And if it's not working, who are you going to call? You're on the Illinois side of the river. Viviano Heating and Air. Don Viviano and his team are ready for the call. They can get you up and running. Give them a call. While you're there on the website, vivianoair.com, great place to start, you can sign up for this maintenance program. 
Yeah, it's kind of like a little insurance program, twice a year, spring and fall. They come out and check out the system and make sure you're ready to go. Check it all out at VivianoAir.com. That's VivianoAir.com. What if I told you that with one click to Wholesale Siding Depot, that's WSDepot.com, you can view the best selection of windows, doors, siding, and decking products that are durable, up-to-date, and energy-saving that will increase your home's value and comfort. All at wholesale pricing to save your hard-earned money. My grandson Elijah says, Are you kidding me? My name is Julius Krusanik, celebrating 51 years in this industry. Our local and family business is Wholesale Siding Depot. Please visit our website at wsdepot.com. That's wsdepot.com. For name brand windows from Anderson and Viwinko, Certainty Composite and Vinyl Siding, Pro-V and Masonite doors, decking from Azac, Envision, Fortress, and Trex. We also offer a free contractor referral service to take care of your installation needs. Keep it local and professional. Please visit wsdepot.com. That's wsdepot.com. Dr. Joseph Molesky here with STL Medical Weight Loss. Are you frustrated with your New Year's resolution and not getting the weight loss results you desire? Join our over 900-plus patients who have found success with our FDA-approved injectable weight loss peptides. These peptides are injected once weekly. They help with food cravings and boost your metabolism. Imagine losing 20-plus pounds in 90 days. Book today, stlmedweightloss.com, or give us a call at 636-628-6604. We're going to change your life in less than 90 days. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Renewed optimism about the economy inspired Wall Street's investors to extend a midweek rebound. The Dow Jones surged 349 points, nearly 1%, to end Thursday at 38,773. The S&P added 6 tenths of 1%, the Nasdaq 3 tenths. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos has been active in the market, selling over $6 billion worth of shares in his company this month. The sales were executed under a trading plan that went into effect in November. Retail sales fell more than expected in January after December's strong 0.4% surge from the month before. Economists say the latest figures could convince the Federal Reserve to finally start cutting interest rates. With tax season well underway, Americans are receiving smaller refunds than last year. The Internal Revenue Service says the average refund issued through February 2nd totaled $1,395. Last year at this time, refunds were averaging $1,963. Jim Ryan, ABC News. And it looks like uh, big news in the Dicamba uh, battle. Uh, we talked the other day where the Arizona District Court vacated the 2020 registration of the over-the-top Dicamba, pro- Dicamba products. Well, they've come out now, and uh, the uh, within a uh, uh, existing stocks order, they're going to allow limited sale and distribution of the Dicamba products that were already in possession of growers or in trade channels outside the control of pesticide companies by February the 6th. So if you have the Dicamba product bought or on the way, you will be allowed to use it yet this year to use that stock up that uh, guys have already got. It'd be tough to switch at this point. Over on the overnight trade as we wrap it up, oh, by the way, don't forget Hay Auction tomorrow up at the Hamilton Hay Auction. Uh, HamiltonHayAuction.com is the website for that if you need to check it out. It gets underway at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning up in Bethalto, Illinois. Corn trade's coming in a penny and a quarter higher in the overnight trade. Uh, soybeans are trading four cents higher right down the board with March at 1167, November new crop at 1144. That's up 
three overall in the wheat trade after being double digit down yesterday. We are down again overnight. March is uh, five lower at five sixty one. July new crop at five sixty five, down four and a half cents a bushel. Once again, there's weather on the way this morning. We'll keep you updated right here on the Big Five Fifty as to what's going on. And uh, Zach, with any luck at all, we'll all make it through and be back together on Monday morning. So how about that? All right, there you go. Zach's going to have to stay at the hotel all weekend just in case he ah. has to be there. <laughs> I think that, ah, you don't think so, huh? 60 yeah. on Monday? No. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It'll be thought <laughs> out by Monday. You'll be wearing shorts again by Wednesday. We're out of here. We'll keep an eye on the markets. Have updates at 10 and 12. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday morning. Facebook and Instagram proudly announced this week that they've closed the accounts of Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei. Now there's just one tiny question. Why in heaven's name did the Ayatollah even have an Instagram and Facebook account to begin with? I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by Simply Safe. Save 20% on a new Simply Safe system with a fast protect plan at simplysafekim.com. These facts are indisputable. Ayatollah runs Iran. Iran is a terrorist state. It finances terrorists. Iran funded the Hamas attack on Israel. And if you disagree, then who did? Iran is a danger to the entire world. Instagram and Facebook are both owned by Meta. Meta is controlled by Mark Zuckerberg. Isn't there anyone who can sit and explain these simple facts to both him and his staff? Perhaps then he wouldn't need to spend billions on a luxury survival shelter for himself and his rich friends on the island of Kauai. Just a thought. Join over a half a million folks who get tech smart the easy way with my free newsletter. Sign up right now at getkim.com.